0: Welcome back, renovators, to the Renovating You podcast. Uh, we are excited again for part two of our interview uh, with Pastor Marion uh, from Living Stones Church. Uh, that is, we're going to continue today discussing on forgiveness and perhaps maybe even unforgiveness because we're kind of talking about both of them and what they kind of look like as we navigate through this. So we are going to go ahead. And um, go ahead and start it. And today we are going to have Bethany, um, who has a question she's been dying to ask here. So we're going to see if Bethany can go ahead and ask uh, Pastor Marion her thoughts on this. Yes. Okay.
1: So, um, other than your relationship with Jesus, which obviously is the most important. Um, relationship to guard against unforgiveness would be with your spouse. So, is there a particular incident that stands out in your mind that you feel comfortable sharing with us? Um, what this may have looked like, the time frame, the heart work um, that went through walking out forgiveness with your
2: spouse? Yes, 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 yes. I do have. Um, just a a big star on the timeline of my life in my marriage in the area of forgiveness that I feel like God just taught me a lesson that has changed my life and it's mm-hmm. probably one of the I call it juiciest nuggets I've gotten from the Lord that changed me and that I really encourage others with it was probably okay, I've been married for 35 years um college sweethearts um We've had a great marriage. I mean, his mom and dad led marriage class from their home, their, the church. So he's had a great, a great foundation. So I've been very blessed um, to be married to a man of God. Okay. But everybody, I, the thing I want people to hear is everybody has issues. Everybody has yeah. opportunity to be yep. offended and hurt and how we deal with it is so critical so about 15 years ago I mean it's been a while I here we so we've been married what 20 years or so quite a while and I remember getting ready to go over to the church to pick up my husband to bring him home for lunch and I got butterflies in my stomach like I was going to pick up my college boyfriend and I hadn't seen him forever I mean it was just the it was oh. the funniest coolest feeling like yeah. I couldn't wait to see him and I mean it's not like he'd been away for two weeks or whatever I just had that giddy high school girl feeling in my heart to go pick him up and it really made me it made me smile It made me giggle and honestly I was just like why do I feel this way? Why am I so excited to see him? Not that I shouldn't be, but mm-hmm. I it literally felt like a high school puppy love kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, and, but then what came into my mind is I was really upset earlier in the week, like four or five days earlier, my heart was really hurt. Not because he was mean to me, but it was just more of an insensitive. I think we were just in a really crazy, stressy time of life. And and I just felt kind of overlooked. I felt, um, I just, my heart was offended. I was kind of upset, hurt, angry, whatever. And I Uh remember, you know, so that was four or five days prior to my butterflies. And I Uh remember saying, God, I know he loves me. Even if he's not acting like he does today, and I'm, I'm not gonna hang on to this. I'm not gonna put this, you know, in my pocket and let it. I'm not gonna make a pile of junk. Um, so anyway, I just like I forgive him. I know he loves me, and so anyway, I'm going going back now to the butterfly day, and I'm driving in the car and I'm like, why do I feel this way? This is so fun. I wish I could feel this way every day. And Hmm. I just felt God, not audibly, but in my heart. I felt He said, "Marion, you're tasting the fruit of forgiveness," and I almost started crying right there because I it was it was so it was such a lesson for me to know that He asked us in the Word to forgive people. And I made that conscious choice. I looked back. I'm like, yeah, I made a conscious choice. Like I'm gonna choose to live in forgiveness. I'm gonna love. Believes the best. Yeah. Love does not keep account of wrong. Love, you mm-hmm. know, in First Corinthians it talks about love. And I'm just like, no, I need more love right now because I am keeping account of wrong. And right now I have this list. Yeah, my list might not be quite as long as some ladies, but I can make a list. Like I got, you know, I got and, me a list. <laughs> <make> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, people need to hear, I have a great marriage, but I've, I've come face to face with the those offensive things that if I would yeah. put them in a pile, I could have a pile big enough that, you know yeah. what, I could do this easier without you, divorce sounds sure. really great, because this relationship is too much work, yeah. you know, it's like, everybody has to realize, everybody can get to that point, if we don't forgive, if we mm-hmm. start uh-huh. making a list of all their shortcomings. How quickly we forget why we married them, why we love them, and all their good points. And so I just went and picked him up, probably in tears, and I remember telling him the whole story. And I just said, I love you so much. Thank you for choosing love. Thank you for choosing to believe the best about me and for all. It's like I'm not the perfect person, but he, he just so affirms and loves. And so it was just one of those times where I just saw when we choose to forgive, it's like God makes it as if the offense never happened. It yeah. was just the yeah. coolest feeling. And so it's just like, okay, I, when I write cards to people for their weddings or anniversaries, I put honeymoons forever, Ron and Marion. Cause that's what I—I I, who wouldn't want to live a honeymoon sure, life, right?
1: Yeah,
2: you know? absolutely. And is it re- unrealistic? Well, it's unrealistic if you don't choose to go after it. You know, if right. you don't yeah. fight for your marriage, fight for your heart, then yeah. no, you're not going to have a honeymoon. You're going to have. You know, it's just like I i want to be crazy in love and have butterflies as much as I can. And so I've learned the way to foster that heart is to keep my heart clean. And yeah. the truth yeah. is he picked me. He loves me. he You know what I mean? And you just, yeah. even when it doesn't seem true,
1: because there are right.
2: days you lose it. You, you forget yeah. how much you love them. You forget why you love them. And all their you know, not their strong points, all of am looking for, you know, those things are also evident. Mm -hmm. But then if you just back up a little bit and you just take a minute and ask the Lord to clean your heart and just I always tell the Lord, I need a refill on my love tank because when I start getting edgy with my kids, with others, yeah with my husband, it's obviously because my tank is is empty. Mm-hmm. And I need it to yeah. be refilled. But I'm telling you, that fruit of forgiveness, it, I use that analogy like I want a piece of juicy fruit. Like when I bite into that peach, it drips off my elbow. That day, my love for my husband dripped off my elbow. And the Lord told me it's because you chose to forgive him earlier this week and get the slate clean mm-hmm. and believe the best. that you. It's like you go back to that. Awesome love of why you first loved them. You know, and it's like, ooh, yeah. I want to live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a too. good fight. That's a good fight yeah. of faith. It is. Know? It's a good
0: fight of faith, and I think that's one of the um, one of the benefits that when you know when you know that the other person is for you, yeah, and you are yeah. for them, regardless of what's going on. I know, I know that you're for me, and so we don't you know we don't we don't stay in a place like you said you know 4 days turned into a week turned into th- to 3 weeks turned into 2 months turned into a year and now we have the roots and we are firmly planted oh, yeah. firmly planted in that spot and those roots are now way below way below the surface and mm-hmm. um i think what a, what a lot of people come up against is that perhaps when we when we married we weren't exactly in a very healthy place, right? And who we married wasn't exactly healthy. And maybe we've wow. come to maybe we've come to know Jesus since then. Maybe we sure. knew Jesus and blew past all the red flags and said, <laughs> I'm going I'm going down yeah. the aisle. I'm going down the aisle. You know, I've had people say, You might want to think about it, or maybe nobody cared enough to say anything and we just eloped and no one even knew or, you know, whatever the case sure. may be. So how do we help? Because again, most, most of the people that are listening to this are going to be women. So how do we help ladies? Let's talk about this. How do we help ladies who say, you know what, my, maybe my husband has been abusive. it could be really abusive or it could just be the, the quips every now and then it just come out of the blue and like knock your feet out from underneath you. You know what I mean? I wasn't ready for it. thought we were having a good day and all of a sudden, bam, there it is. Right. Um, or it is it is trying to say how do I not let where things are define me? You know how do we encourage women to say this cycle is going is only going to stop if one person says I'm not returning tit for tat, but I'm also not going to be abused either, right? So there's mm-hmm. that there's those lines, right? Um, how do how do we help them walk through that? What do you think? What do you think, Beth?
3: You talk more of an abuse situation,
0: or, or or just or just someone who you don't feel is for you, who is so closed off towards you, who you've never yeah. who, you, who you haven't had and a a conversation of the heart, and you've been married for ten years, but your hearts have never really shared yeah. any moments. You know how do you yeah. how do you get to the place where you can start having conversations that will perhaps open up that possibility? Yeah.
3: and for some, I know you can even say, oh, you know, oh, we celebrate twenty-five years and. Mm-hmm. And you know it hasn't been bliss. and you know they haven't moved together. You know they got right. the silver platter because it's twenty five years, <laughs> but their hearts have never. right, I got yeah. the platter. I got, I got the platter. My marriage only, <laughs> only lasted to twenty, and they told me we'd never last, and we made it. But I mean, we're fighting, and there's no intimacy, and we're cold as ice. But we made it, you know. And I think sometimes people settle for that. I think sometimes they don't know any better. There's not been a standard that's been raised. There's not been a bar that's been set. There's not been people somebody mentioned we need each other and we do mm-hmm. and um that's a risk that we have to take is to you know if we're in that situation and you've not seen a healthy marriage and your own marriage is struggling is to look around and say well who look right who's got it going on who who can talk who can pour into you know who as a believer can pour into us and, and can speak to us because i think for women if if we just go along with everything's fine i mean you know, Hey, he puts, you know, food on the table and he's given me two beautiful kids or whatever, but there's that heart that's just, you know, just hurting, you know? And sometimes I think women are afraid just to even speak their heart, Mm -hmm. just to say, you know, I've never shared this with you. And that all goes back to their own foundations and their own beliefs and their Mm -hmm. own um, misgivings about what a healthy marriage looks like. And maybe there's been um, uh, things or vows that were spoken That they've had of their parents maybe there was abuse growing up and they looked at their dad and he was a loser and the vow they made was i'm never gonna attach myself to a loser like my mom did i'm never gonna be like her and what do we find at 25 or 30 years old same scenario she's walking down the aisle and there's you talk about people you know denise you mentioned people not telling there's people screaming hey we love you i'm sure we love him but we don't think you and him Right now, oh, no, 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 I know this is it, I know this is it, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and they walk oh, no. down the aisle, and, and, and they say, I do, and, and we're coming together, but we have two different sets of beliefs that, we're not, that we've never talked about, and now we're in an intimate marriage, and we have the fruit of our marriage, which is these kids, but there's no love, and there's no passion, and there's no butterflies. There's no butterflies. Yeah. In fact, if the butterflies are there, it's because he's coming home, and I don't want to be with him because I'm such right. an independent person, that him coming yeah. into my world I'm, I'm better with me and the kids but when he comes in right i don't i don't know where my footing is mm-hmm. you know yeah. so yeah. i think often when if if that's where you're at that's listening or or that's what you've seen growing up you know dad comes home and mom's like oh, everybody clean up be quiet you know put your shoes away be good brush your hair dad's here i mean what's the message to the kids i mean a horrible mm-hmm. message that we're sending to our kids that will go out and probably already made vows. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're not gonna do. And we don't make vows when things are good. You know, when dad yeah. is, you know, grabs us as a five-year-old and sits on our lap and tells us how beautiful we are. We don't say, Oh, I'm never gonna marry a guy like that. We don't mm-hmm. do that. We do that if dad's throwing a shoe at us or is in, in an alcoholic rage or yelling at mom. We mm-hmm. then then we say things like, I'm never, never gonna have someone like that. And so I think the first part, if you're in a marriage that's that way, well, if you're in a relationship, lady, I, ladies, I would just tell you, you probably know if there's red flags. You probably, if you're a believer, I'm sure there's things going off in your heart that are like, there, there's something that's not, that's not, that, that I know that is wrong, but there's a part of me that wants to prove that I'm right, that I'm strong, that I'm independent, I can make my own decisions. But when we're in that marriage and there's that covenant, what do we do? And I think um, for all of us, I think it starts with why can't I why can't I self-efface why can't I pour my heart out to this person why do I feel distant why don't I trust him I said Mm -hmm. I do I've shared myself with him we have children right and we didn't just procreate three times you know so so it's like or you know okay we'll just keep moving but so okay so why 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 aren't the the, why isn't the passion there why isn't the love there where's the commitment why am I Looking And to begin to look introspectively, because it's really easy to look over at the couch and be like, you know, if he didn't do that, yeah, if he please. didn't say that, if he yeah, wouldn't please. do this, I wouldn't be like this. It's his fault on the other end of the couch. Mm-hmm. But the reality is his behaviors are ticking me off. Because when he comes in and he does XYZ, I feel very isolated. and I feel very alone. And I feel very abandoned. And if you want to really know, I have felt that way my whole life. And he's just affirming what I've always tried to been run what I've been running from, Mm -hmm. but I knew to be true. And so those are where we start to just, you know, start asking within ourselves, um, what part of me is resisting intimacy? What part of me or maybe you're not the one resisting the intimacy, but maybe he is, right? Mm See, we can say blame it all on him or whatever. But I'm telling you guys, women especially we have to take a part in the, in the role that we play, we you know, do. Mm-hmm. Of whether it's small or whether it's large, what part have I contributed? Where have I contributed in this independence and isolation? Because mm-hmm. maybe, you know, he didn't come in the marriage this way. Maybe I created that with my mm-hmm. own baggage, with my own wounds, with my own independence. So I think, um, while it's so easy to blame, Oh guys, it's so easy. Man, anybody can blame, you know, and I've been there, but when I start saying, Lord, what can I do? How can I open up my heart again? How can I trust, you know, because I think sometimes if we've been in bad relationships and then we find Mr. Wonderful and then we find out, oh well, he wasn't perfect. Like I thought, and Oh, he's just like all the others. We've taken 15 years of old relationships and I'm putting them all on him and say, well, you're just like the other guys. And that's not, that's not right. It's not fair. And it's not true. So I got a mindset here that I need to deal Mm -hmm. with, which is all men look like this, look like my past. Mm -hmm. No, I've, I've, I have um, obviously, you know, was attracted to that. So that would make me wonder, well, if I've attracted that type of man, there's obviously something in me that is not, have, you know, that, that discernment is off, right? There's, yeah. there's a part of me that's that lacks a little bit of good judgment here.
0: Do and, we believe too? And that's all, is all so good. And I was, we were doing that um, online uh, study this morning. And I just want to read this here because I think, I think what makes it hard, so this lady, Jenny Allen, adopted um, a boy from Rwanda, I believe, and she said the lesson was this. If you want your child to thrive, then make him or her feel seen and loved. Feeling seen and loved, this is absolutely everything, the foundation and framework for which we build and thrive. When it's missing, everything around us seems to crumble into pointlessness and despair and i i think what's hard is that for for a lot of us i mean myself included i didn't come from a home where it was naturally built in right so yeah. all of a sudden yeah. if you're 25 when you're having to learn this it mm-hmm. feels foreign you don't even have the words to speak it you've never even put words to your pain you don't know how to ask for your needs to be met Mm -hmm. You don't know how to let someone else know when they have met your needs. Thank you so much. You have no idea how that touched my heart. It just goes unrecognized where the other person's like, well, why even bother? I just did something she said she asked for or wanted, but never happened, right? It's like I never even did it. So again, their story could be why bother? No matter how I even try and love someone in their language, they still don't give me the time of day. So I think one of the things that we have to realize And I realized it in my life is that what should have happened naturally to where you don't remember a time when it wasn't like that. You will remember a time when it wasn't like that in your life. I didn't have value. People didn't value me. I allowed myself to be abused, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. And I thought that was, in some cases, God's will for my life. And then you will have the moment, one of those shiftings, right, those defining moments where you learn, say, wait a minute, this wasn't God's plan for my life. I grew up in a home that was broken, that was wounding, you know know what I'm saying? Again, they may or may not have even known what they were doing. So I think what it seems like we're asking people to become somebody that they're not. And Bethany, I want you to want you to speak into this, that when you are growing and you are healing and you are beginning to thrive versus surviving you haven't gone out and gotten something that you didn't possess it was there all along it was just buried under all of the experiences all the trauma all the lies of the enemy so speaking to maybe younger younger people who maybe have just been married for a few years 5 years not people who've been married for you know 30 years and you said you've seen it in some of your, your friends and things. What you know? What do you see that you can kind of say? This is this is what's going on as far as the forgiveness, learning how to speak it, learning how to put words to your pain, learning how to lower your expectations because the hurt is so high that you're expecting people to be perfect, mm-hmm. to never mess up, and when they do, you're like, "See, I knew it." When you're asking them to walk on water, and only one person <laughs> walked this earth you're doing, walking yeah. on water. Yeah. Right, Peter even tried and it didn't last, right? You know what I'm saying? He tried and got his eyes off of the Lord and down he went, right? So, how would you speak into that as far as forgiveness and learning how to walk that out after the fact?
1: Yeah, I think it's forgiveness is an everyday choice and I think the hurts that people can get is it's it's all how you see it and perceive it. So, if your husband did something what I what I'm realizing, being married almost eight years in July, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I know it's crazy. Um, is that a lot of the things that I might get upset with my husband about? It's really what's going on in my heart. Mm-hmm. So let's say he does something, and I will like read it a totally different way. Like, oh, he's not doing this for me or he did this for me because he wants me to be like this or you know the things that we play in our mind and it's like okay where is that hurt coming from because he like like Pastor Aaron said he chose he chose me and I think that's key is he chose me he loves me he's for me his heart is for me so when I get offended or when I get hurt or I don't want to forgive him because I'm be acting like you know a little child That's all heart and insecurities within me. And so I feel like for me personally, I don't know how other people are obviously, but for me personally, I feel like when I'm feeling insecure and all these things, that's when I'm like, oh, well, he's doing that. He's hurting me. That's on him. But really it's like, no, that's just me being insecure. And that has nothing to do with him. And so then you got to get your big girl panties on and be like, babe, I'm sorry that I had a tone with you. You were right. I was wrong. And it's just laying down your pride. Um, really it is laying down your pride. And, um, it's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. It always yeah. goes back to the mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. Like what's really, what's really the root. It's not because he, he can't think he has to do the dishes. Cause he he's, he's a two. So he serves me and beyond. So I'm like trying to, but cause what does he do bad? No, we obviously are human. So, um, But whenever something that maybe that he does or says, and it triggers me wrong, and me personally, it's really a hard thing that's going on in my life, um, in my heart that I take an offense to. And do
0: you think, too, that sometimes, you know, going on that vein, that we are actually saying, this is how I'm viewing me. So it just went through, I'm not enough, something's wrong with me. I should know better, I shouldn't have to be shown this, or I had to ask for help. This is all, which then, as Beth was talking about earlier, right, is the shame part. Something is wrong with me. I'm deficient versus saying, you know what, he's really good at that, and I'm not. I want to learn, but he's probably always going to kind of be the voice because this is his jam. He just gets it, and he's like wired for this. I'm wanting uh-huh. to learn some of this, right? Right. So even if uh-huh. you have, so we'll speak into this. So even if you have, so you know that um, this, you know, Scott is a two, which is a um, the helper on the Enneagram, if, mm-hmm. if we're not familiar with what that is. So with that, we know that twos help many times, but in the backdrop is, mm-hmm. I want to matter. Do Identity. you see me? Do you see me? So... How do you maybe even in something like that of, say, you know what, where, yeah, he is, quote, unquote, I have air quotes, perfect. You know, what does he do wrong? (laughs) Um, But it's still trying to prove worth, right? So how do you say, you know what, go into that and say, hey, I appreciate you or I don't take it for granted or I'm not measuring myself (laughs) as a three or a four on the Enneagram to compare to you? Because that still can go into forgiveness to say, forgive me for taking you for granted. Yeah. That you are almost yeah. perfect, you know, whatever word you want to say. Um, and not really saying, you know what, I'm so glad God made you who you are and he knew exactly who I needed, but I want to be who you need too. you know, am I needing this? How can I learn yeah. to serve you? Are you going to let me serve you? Or are you so in the service mode trying to earn your value? How do we yeah. do this? So can you talk a little bit into that? Maybe how this class is going to help you with that meeting? Yeah,
1: maybe? even I mean, being, being quarantined.
0: There, you, were, go. Okay. Each
3: there you go.
1: Okay. They're spaces all the time. So, I mean, it's just funny because he'll be done with working up here where I'm currently at upstairs. He'll come downstairs and he'll literally go clean, dude. Like, I'm just like, oh my word. Like, how did you get all that done? And I've been with the kids all day. And I didn't even get that done yet. Like, like what? How is that possible? But then the other day, yesterday, I said to him, um, Cause he was saying he just felt overwhelmed and I mm-hmm. that clicked within me because you're doing too much and you know, you need to have your time. Um, and so I said, what can I do to help take that load off of you? And he was like, almost like in tears, like, mm-hmm. wow, like, wait, say that again? Like that, yeah. like, that's, that is his love language like mm-hmm. that. And so I'm realizing that now how much that meant to him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I'm you know, we're with each other all the time now. Um and so having that kind of like now I make sure, you know, like things are ready and prepared. So when he's done from work, he doesn't feel that like stress and heaviness. Because he will never tell oh, me because the twos, their things are their the two goes to the sinful nature, which is pride. And so he won't tell me, Oh, I need help, I'll have to be mm-hmm. like what do you need help with? What can I do to like serve you? And that just speaks volumes. So I am learning. Um, so if he does act out or lash it, because there, he's there's so much pressure on him and it's sure my job as a wife is to come alongside him. And how can I serve you, babe? Like, what can mm-hmm. I do to help you take that load off? Yeah. Whereas we won't get in arguments, you know what I mean? And then there would be bitterness and unforgiveness, and you know,
0: Um, And it really, I mean, it really, it it really takes someone, right? Someone in the relationship has to be the one to be the cycle breaker. Yeah. And we always want the other person because it's so much easier if someone else does it. And we have to be the responder versus the person who (laughs) takes action. Right. (laughs) So in your your case, Bethany, of, you know, it's even different if you would have said, if you just would have done something for him that can go unnoticed unnoticed it doesn't even make i have i'm in my own zone you don't even recognize oh they did the dishes or oh they gave me a hug or there was you're just like oh yeah that was nice thanks but when you take the time to pause the madness to pause the craziness of our lives and even in the coronavirus people are still like i mean they're still like that you know as busy as ever but to pause and say i see you right i'm for you I'm sorry, you've been kind of invisible to me this past week. Yeah. Right? Can you forgive mm -hmm. me? And I take for granted you many times because you're not high maintenance. But I know your heart and your heart needs to know that you matter and you matter to me. You Mm -hmm. matter to me, not because of all you do, but because of who you are. Yeah. Exactly, And so those are things that you may say, I never would have spoken before, right? I didn't have the words or didn't know how to do it. So we're, we're learning. And as long as we're learning so much, we can start making that shift. But if, uh-huh. right, but if you would just say to yourself, you know what, you know, he's a two, I'm not, I'm an achiever, come on, let's go, but I got other plans, I don't care about the dishes, I got this I'm going for, right? You, everybody would be like doing their right. own thing. So mm-hmm. as we think about this and growing in it, of learning to speak, learning to have in those moments, because those are connection moments that uh-huh. you know you made a difference, right? Uh-huh. And he knows I was worth someone saying to make a difference. Yeah. So I think those are, um, talk, about, talk about the science of that, Beth, of just that that guilt and shame, how the difference, how it just weighs and how it just shifts us in our minds to where, because we really can, we've talked about this in class, we really can come across people who really do love us, who are there oh, for us, but we are still so stuck in what we know, our view of the world, our view of people, that we don't receive it. And we still say, no, yeah. no one's been there for me. so Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or I'm not worth people being there for me. Speak into that.
3: Yeah, or even in a marriage, if we're talking mm-hmm. about that. Where, you know, I'm hearing Bethany say, I, I know my husband, and, and, and see, she took the time to pause and learn about herself, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I
3: know who he is. I know who I am. I Bethany says, I'm an achiever. He's a server. He's, you know, he's a help. I know Pastor Marion, you are too, and I want to hear your comment on that too, because yes. I know like, you have to be a two on the
0: Enneagram, right? You're not going to get off the hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's no other You have to be. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of a 9 but I'm like, no, you got to be a two. So, you know, in that, in that, in that marriage, you know, when you're coming along, you know, I could, I can look at my husband and find everything that I don't have that I was attracted to him. And now all of a sudden a noise of cooties out of me, would you just settle down? Would you just sit? You know what I'm saying? But to be able to come alongside. And now I know when he's in those moments, my daughter, we're, we're on zoom. And she's just over there cracking up. Um, now that as we're getting to know each other very well and, And what we like, and we're talking thirty plus years of marriage, my friends, but it engages different things. Like, I thought you always liked that. I'm like, no, never like that. Well, why didn't she say that? You know, and I'm like, Well, you know what? Please forgive me. Please forgive me for not saying I should have probably said twenty years ago. But I really don't enjoy having a schedule that's like packed that full. Yeah, you do, you do it. I said, No, 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 no. I I really don't enjoy that. (laughs) You know, but those conversations only happen when we feel comfortable and when we feel loved and known and so when he will say Mm -hmm. hey you know what do you want you want to go to go to to lemon lake like i got like an hour you want to go there and i'm like wait what what like i'm the dog like you just rattled the keys and i'm in the car like go now as opposed to let's go and let's do and let's conquer whatever but see that he's speaking my love language so before i would get almost resentful like Oh, of course we'll, of course we'll do what you want to do. Cause we are, I'm telling myself this, of course we'll do what we, you want to do. Cause you always get your way. Well, you know what? That's not fair because I never exerted my opinion very much. Okay. So um, somewhere along, which I've shared earlier, I just felt like my opinion really didn't really matter. Right. Uh, no one said that's your opinion. Doesn't matter. Now, I did have some coaches that were very mean to me. I'll just say that, um, that there were some things that I took to mean that it, you're unimportant or maybe the word replaceable is better because when you're on a sport team, you always knew that you're starting today, but if you don't do good in scrimmage, I can pull you. So there's, you're always like, uh, you're just one mistake away from being benched. Well, if you're one mistake away from being benched in your whole life of sports, um, you're going to just throw everything out there, right? You're just going to, you're going to die on the, on any court you're on. Um, And then that then becomes your identity. So if you don't know, your identity is not on that court and then you bring that into a marriage or a friendship or anything um there's a lot of opportunities to walk in unforgiveness and you know or something is said where I feel overlooked and it triggers 12 year old that got overlooked that wasn't seen that wasn't heard that people over talk because of, I have a soft demeanor um then now I'm an adult well now you're ticking me off right you know and so those things they they get carried over. They get carried over into marriage. And so rather than putting words to it, I would stuff it. Well, then when you stuff things, you begin to account for all the times that it happened. Instead mm-hmm. of having the butterflies, as we mentioned in our first, you know, when Pastor Marion talked in the in the past episode, <laughs> picking up her husband and getting the butterflies. There ain't no butterflies flying around when you're stuffing everything that is hurting you. Instead of saying. You know, I know your heart is for me. I know you love me, but right now I'm I'm hurt. When you said this, I took it to mean this, and I know your heart wasn't towards that, but I I just had kind of an off day, and that triggered me. I mean, when I started having that kind of communication with my husband, he's like, "Where have you been?" Like that's that's who I need, you know, um, because he cannot read my mind, and so I keep making an account like, "Yep, May twelfth. Now again, I didn't write down May twelfth, but um, it had to be there because I wasn't speaking it. I wasn't saying, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I don't say every time I'm offended, I don't do that, but there's things that that maybe hurt to a deeper core that I needed to get up. But how do we say that? How do we, how do we talk to our spouse when those things happen? Is it, well, you know, you did this last week too, and then you did it the week before and I'm just sick of it. You know, I deserve more respect than that. Or is it, you know what, honey, I just you know I've struggled with feeling respected and always felt overlooked. And I don't know, it's just, maybe it was a tone, maybe it was the way you said it, but it just kind of went off in me. And, you know, reassure me that's not what you meant or whatever. It's not in this, you know, sassy tune. It's just, help me understand. Because again, I know you're for me because as both the ladies mentioned, you chose me, right? So, and, and we're still together. So we're still choosing each other. So my feelings now probably have little to do with what you're doing and a lot to do with my old beliefs and maybe shame or patterns of lies that I have chosen to side with, with the enemy, which Mm -hmm. is you really, you really are replaceable Beth. You're just one mistake away from being benched really in anything you do. So I would live on edge. In fact, you might want to perform a little bit more because that's when you'll get noticed, Mm -hmm. but don't go out too far. Because remember they told you, you really want a good leader. That that's a, that's a, that's a hard place to, to, to lead and live a hard place to live a real hard place to lead Mm -hmm. when you're one mistake away nobody can lead that way but when you know who you are and when you've addressed those lies and when you've replaced them with the truth who god says right and you've renounced that and i've spoken those truths more than just like a little cute affirmation no i've renounced the work of the enemy in that life in parts of my life but i've replaced it with god's truth so when the opportunity comes for offense when the opportunity comes where I might be overlooked or I thought my opinion was a little bit more than that, but it's okay. I say, you know, it's all right because it, it it just is you guys. It's not, I'm not saying a nine. It's all right. No, I'm settled in my spirit that because maybe that was overlooked or devalued. It's not that I'm devalued. Right. But mm-hmm. I had to settle that brick. I had to take that brick of performance and say, this is going to kill me. <laughs> if it's not already, it's mm-hmm. going to, you know, chip away at my head here, but I had to address that. And uh, because that, those bricks then become a rock of offense that mm-hmm. I spend my whole life like a guard out there. I'm just, you know, looking to see who's offending and, I, and I'm protecting this hurt part of myself. And My board's like, kill the guard. Let me come in. And, and He you know who he does that for you guys? Our husbands, our girlfriends, our moms, right? Yeah. Relationships. But see, yes. shame says, don't get close. Don't you dare get close because they're going to hurt you. They're going to overlook you. Mm-hmm. Right. Where being known says, you know what? Risk a girlfriend because you know who you are. And if they reject you, it's not because of it's you're still who whose you are. I'm still anchored mm-hmm. onto, into my heavenly father. I don't go down when they go down the hill or try to pull me down. I'm like, I know whose I am and I will pray for them. You know, and that's a right. whole different vantage point with which to minister and to lead. And to be a wife and a mom and a grandma, my goodness. Yes. Because little kids then offend you. You know, like, yeah, you know, a little five-year-old can offend me. I'm like, I I got issues, you know? Yeah, if they Um, run, if they run to grandpa
0: versus running to grandma first. Yeah,
3: exactly. What am I,
0: chop liver? You know?
3: Listen, that's going on here. Like, you
0: chose them over (laughs) me, you know? (laughs) me and
3: you. Like, I could write a book on you, you know? And seriously, I'm like, did he just run? I thought he was running towards me and he he missed me and he ran to grandpa's arms. I'm like, oh, my heart. Yeah. But, um, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we just go, Lord? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that really that did happen but it, it didn't really move me but but it could mm-hmm. it, if my self-worth is tied to the love that that little boy gives me well someday it's going to be papa and then it's going to move somewhere else and then one day a little girl's going to come home
0: mm-hmm.
3: right mm-hmm. and walk down the aisle with him and i'm like my boy my, my my emerson so but who what am who who mm-hmm. am i anchored in and whose love am i anchored in and how can i overflow
0: so when we're going, all, all all good stuff, all good stuff. So when we're talking through this, I want to ask um, Pastor Marion, um, you see how we just flow with this? We just talk. <laughs> we had all these questions we're not going to get to at all, but that's okay. It's, it's good stuff. It's good meat, um, really good yeah. meat for, um, for the podcast. But I do want to ask, so if we are... Why Why do you believe, so we're going to talk about where we are the offender, okay? We're the offender. Um, why do you believe, and how have you maybe walked through through your life of, how, why is it so hard for us to forgive ourselves? It's hard enough to forgive other people, and many of us have forgiven what has been done to us, but I can't, Like like if somebody happened, if something happened to us in childhood, and we were the victim and then all of a sudden we turned around and now we are the perpetrator we may have forgiven the victim but now we have to forgive the perpetrator which is no longer the other person it's us so why do you think that is so hard how do you think we can walk through that are there similarities in forgiving others and ourselves what do you you think
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel like one of the things too, our ears are so attuned to every accusation against us. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, sometimes we blame it on the devil, but a lot of times the devil doesn't even he can get us started, but then it's us. Yes. It's just our yeah. own self talk yeah. where we coulda, shoulda. I you know, I shouldn't I should be more mature. I shoulda, yeah. you know, oh my gosh, I'm still acting that way. Um, and I think we get on ourselves and the big thing is realizing that we all fall short. What are you going to do? You know, what am I going to do? And how I feel like one of the big things is really not trying to figure out how to fix it. That's why we need yeah. God so much. Mm-hmm. Because if we lean on our own understanding, a lot of times we will do the wrong thing. You know, we really need to. We really need a savior to get us out of our mess. How do I make this right? Well, number one, I can't make it right without you. And I need you to tell me, what do you want me to do? Cause some people will go back and say, you know, go to the person and they'll say the wrong thing. The timing's mm-hmm. all wrong. And, you know, we really, we, we need to make things right. The Lord wants us to make things right, but we've got to make it right in our own heart. We've, we sometimes you need a savior to be able to forgive yourself yes. and to realize that, you know, that's why Jesus died and I need help right now and I don't know how to change and I don't know how to stop acting this way. I need you to rescue my own heart I'm ashamed, I'm embarrassed, and I don't want to admit that, you know, we blame shift and, well, I did that because this happened. No, I did that because I did that. Mm -hmm. And and things might have set us in the wrong trajectory, might have made us upset or offended or whatever, but I have to take responsibility for the way that i act and and repent for that repent and you'll be saved that's the coolest part is when i take mm-hmm. ownership for my part of this mess i don't have to worry about mm-hmm. everybody else god's going to take care of that but and 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 too in the bible it doesn't talk anywhere about me forgiving myself mm. you know it's receiving the forgiveness that's been given to me mm-hmm. so it's really it's really you know we need that. We need we need that forgiveness that Jesus gives yes. us because we all mess up. I'm yep. telling you that the most amazing people. That's why I love the Bible is because everybody that is written about in the Bible at one time or another was a big stinking mess. Yep. They all <laughs> fell, fell short. Yep. Some of the most amazing people in the Bible made the biggest mistakes, but they ran to God. They repented. They asked Him. To rescue them. Yeah. Help. And God showed up and He made a beautiful message out of their mess. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we're in the middle of the mess, that's when we get all, you know, tangled up. But I, I think when I see where I fall short, the truth will set you free. The truth is the Bible tells me I'm going to fall short. Right. Yeah. And it's just It's okay. God's already telling me. It's okay. I know you're going to mess up, Mm -hmm. but what are you going to do about it? Right. And that's what I think is the beauty of the gospel is God already knows we're, even if we want to do it all right, even if our heart's are in good place, there's going to be a moment where we're not going to be in a good Mm -hmm. place. You know, hopefully we're maturing and we're making more wise choices and we're telling ourselves shut up and behave and let go and you know, more than we have before, but we all have our bad days. And, and that's when I need to say, really, I need to be reminded. I need you. i every morning, yeah. Need you mm-hmm. Every minute of the day, just mm-hmm. like when we're trying to forgive people, mm-hmm. like I need to go to God like every minute, every second for a while until that begins to lift off of me. I need the same thing on my behalf to be able to forgive myself and then also to ask God to change me. Yes, because I don't yeah. want to do this again. I don't I want to catch myself before it happens mm-hmm. instead yeah. of having to go and repent all the time. That's maturity. That's <laughs> character development. And so uh-huh. I realized, you know, I still I still need God. I'm a pastor's yeah. wife. I still need a savior. I need a savior to help me make the right choice on how I treat my kids, on how I respond to my husband. Am I living a selfless life? And all these things, we can't do it without you know, having our mindset in the right place. If I if if the if I am my worst accuser, I'm never gonna get free. I've got to shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got to be yeah. to. It's like, Lord, I'm choosing to believe that you do love me. It's like I can't believe you love me when I'm acting this way, but you say mm-hmm. that you're crazy about me on my worst day. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome, but help my unbelief. Yeah, help yeah. me unbelieve. I want to believe this. Continue to you know get this into my mind, into my heart. So I just think forgiveness is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, but we we've got to partake of it and give it. I mean, it's yeah. not just the beauty mm-hmm. of um, forgiving somebody else. It's for, let receiving the forgiveness. Somebody might not ever forgive me for the way I've hurt them, right? But God mm-hmm. will forgive me, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's really. I mean, that, it's all that matters, but when, when somebody else forgives you, that's so beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful, and you want to go after that, that you, you know, that really, and only the way somebody's going to forgive me is by God meeting them you know, meeting them yeah. and giving them yeah. the ability to forgive me. So it's, you can't take God out of the mix of forgiveness because right. otherwise it's a mind over matter. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of time before your mind takes over and yeah. it matters yeah. again, you know, it's just a big fat mess. So, but with God, you know, he gives me the ability to realize that, you know what? It's not okay to sin, but when I do sin, you, because of your blood, wash it as if it never happened that's so crazy awesome yeah but we have to be reminded and keep going back to that place to receive forgiveness and to give forgiveness and i
0: think yeah and i think too um you know really what really you know what what coincides with that is we are saying to ourselves, what voice are we listening to because yes. if we have really asked for forgiveness and our heart is there we're not just giving service like we talked about in the last podcast but we're really entered into it when we ask for forgiveness and our head is kind of hung and we ask for gifts and we look up it's like we look up right our help our savior yes i still love you god looking down i still love yeah. you if we're still with our head hung we're listening to the enemy because the Lord lifts our head and says, "I still see you. Yeah. You're still mine. I love you just yeah. as much before you did it." I'm glad and that so many you... times
2: we're afraid to look up yes. because we don't Change. think it's true. Yes, we think God is mad yeah. at us, yes. disappointed in us, yeah. disgusted in us, and that's the, the truth will set you free. The truth is yes. on your worst, worst, worst Exactly. Day, yeah. God is crazy about yeah. you that's the part that I boggles my mind. I have to God remind me how much you love me. This is so awesome. But I, I really don't feel it. And just because we don't feel it doesn't mean it's not true. And that's when we Mm -hmm. cry out like, God, I just need you to remind me. And that's where, you know, in the Bible, it talks about encouraging yourself in the Lord. Yes. It's like, God, I just need you to remind me because right now I feel like you're Ashamed mm-hmm. of me. I feel mm-hmm. like you're so disappointed. I feel like you're mad at me. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you had the opportunity, you wouldn't never made me. You could re you know what I'm saying? All right. these things that
0: one's so defective.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 Yes. No, I and that's, that. no, that's I but I'm Such telling a lie. you. The accuser is yes. so good at his job. Oh, he's and whether yeah. that accuser is my own wounded heart or we let yeah. the enemy speak yes. into our life. That that accusation, I always tell people when you feel slimy and ashamed and accused, hmm. it's you know never that's God. Never, 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 no. never, never. Now, God will convict us yes. and he'll uh-huh. show us where we don't measure up. But he, that conviction will cause you to run to God. Exactly. accusation yeah. causes you to hide. And yes. Whenever you want to hide, you got to know that the devil, the, the father of lies, you're listening to him. Because if you're really listening to our heavenly, you know what? I already took care of it. I sent my Mm -hmm. son. Now come receive Mm -hmm. your forgiveness. Let me love Mm -hmm. you. Let me cleanse you. Let me wash over you. Let me hold you. You just need me to hold you. Isn't that the coolest
0: thing?
2: Mm -hmm. It's just we need a hug. We need to go and be reminded that God is waiting for us to just climb up on his lap. I always think of walking down the, the hall kind of like Wizard of Oz that big corridor, and when we mm-hmm. open the door, then there's this big throne with an awesome, loving, old like, not old, I just mean like a vibrant king sitting there, older mm-hmm. though. But and he's just smiles when I walk through the mm-hmm. door, even when my dress is all dirty and I've bad, been a bad girl. He can't, it's like the grandpa almost, like, just yeah. can't wait to the see life, me. And, and he just won well, he makes it all better. You just climb up on his lap and you just. Know that God will entangle our worst mess. And, and one of the things I want to encourage is, you know, when we were talking about this, I'm like, oh, I wish we would have started this not with the, that ooey-gooey butterfly. Because there's so many women who don't have the ooey-gooey butterflies. They have a really crappy marriage. Yeah. And they can't even fathom the butterflies But that's where you just need to know there's a heavenly father that just wants you to climb up on his lap and let him love you and tell you how valuable you are and how Mm -hmm. loved you are, even when your husband's not telling you that. And just believe God to work in his heart and give you the grace to love him as unto the Lord. You know, sometimes we do things in marriage not because our husband deserves it or has you know, yeah. reciprocated it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's our act of worship to God. It's like, Lord, I want to please you in this marriage. And it gives you the ability to love and serve mm-hmm. and forgive mm-hmm. on their worst day. I was yeah. like, God yes. the it's the truest
3: form of love is when we can give love to to anyone mm-hmm. that yes. in our mind, you don't deserve it. You know what I mean? I mean, you know how we do that sometimes, like they don't really mm-hmm. deserve that nice comment from me, but or whatever. But we yeah. we do that because we're commanded to do that, mm-hmm. and it, it comes from a love in our heart. And, and it changes it, 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 everything. Empathy comes from from that. Yeah,
0: it does. It does change everything, you know. And I'm thinking back into my life. I went to a um, women's conference, and there was just a particular, um, just a particular sin in my life that I had struggled with just for so long in things, and would ask for forgiveness, you know. And it's still just was still like there back then I didn't know the difference between shame and guilt I didn't understand all that wasn't in a church that really spoke those things and it it became very clear to me that what and and what he spoke because it's like we we as people you know as we'll go as women you know what is the ultimate sacrifice a husband can give well their life for you and we talk about you know I'll take a bullet for you babe you know but I won't wash the dishes I'll take a bullet for you you know it's (laughs) (laughs) like Yeah, of course of course, oh of, course of course you will. Of course you will. That's because team. you that's because you know more than likely that will never be asked of you to take a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but anyway. But I was just like I was just like saying, when I don't for myself accept when I talk about forgiving yourself, it's more of like accepting the forgiveness, letting yourself off the hook. Because we already know that Jesus has. So it's it's almost like it's almost like saying what you did on the cross is, is not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. It doesn't cover it, it doesn't pay for it, it's I need you to do more. And when I really okay. realized that of basically what I'm saying is is what you're going through and what you went through wasn't enough. But I'm still I'm yeah. still caring. I still can't say okay. I still can't say okay. You know what, I let, I give this to you, never should have happened, you know, whether it happened once, whether it happened several times, whatever it is, but I am accepting your gift, your sacrifice, and I'm letting myself off the hook. I don't identify with it anymore. It is something I did that was forgiven long ago. You remember it no more. And I think that's the, that's the important part here for us to remember that there are many facets that have to do with forgiveness. Yeah, but Some it really, but it really begins with Jesus and ends with Jesus. But we're in the middle of the process, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we have to walk it out. We have to accept His forgiveness. We have to forgive forgiveness to others. We have to accept other people's forgiveness. Right? There's so many different parts to it, but it is all done to be in true relationship to know what it feels like for hearts to connect even in the middle of a mess, even in the yeah. middle of a coronavirus to say we are quarantined. Because what I mentioned on the um, study this morning, but uh, what what it kind of says a lot is that they're they're saying like in China, since everything has been lifted, more and more people are filing for divorce because they were kept together with someone they made vows with and they don't know how to navigate it there were no there was no e- escape i'm just stuck and we have a choice to say after corona i'm filing for divorce or we're going to say this has been a great time for us to have some of the conversations like Bethany and Scott had right of saying oh this is yeah. what's happening here not that you were headed for divorce i'm just saying of your hearts <laughs> no. your hearts you know what i mean yeah yeah of speaking into yeah. it and learning how to communicate and saying it kind of made like a light bulb moment. Yeah. It made the light bulb moment go off because it, we were with each other all day long. Like there's a pattern here. What's, you know, when I didn't really see the pattern before. So I think, um,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Very, very important for sure. Um, just want to ask, uh, Pastor Marion, there's anything else you would like to say? We appreciate you so much being on our yes, podcast what yes, wisdom what wisdom lady, can you leave us with? not that you already haven't dropped many nuggets, but what can you um, just to say to our audience who who's listening as we say goodbye for today
2: <laughs> yeah, well I, I just think the biggest thing too is realizing how much God loves us on our worst day because mm-hmm. we just I just I need to be reminded of that. You know, I need just to be reminded of the truth, to be encouraged um, that, you know, God being in that right place with God, the fruit of it is peace and joy in your heart. And and he wants us to live in that place where there is peace and joy. And if there's not peace and joy in your heart, God wants you to find that. One of the ways to find that is through forgiveness, asking the Holy Spirit to show you those areas where you're tangled up, where you're hurt, you're angry, you're offended. And and God really wants to speak to your heart and begin to show you those areas where he wants to bring freedom in your heart. So, I'm so excited for renovating you, for these podcasts that you all can listen to, get encouraged, continue to learn more, hear people's testimonies, how these uh, biblical principles have Mm -hmm. been not just in people's heads, but they've been activated in people's lives and are changing their lives. And I'm telling you, I've gotten so much peace and joy in my marriage and relationship with my kids. Has it been hard? Yes. There are times it is really hard. There are times I don't like to do the right thing. I don't want to do the right thing. I get selfish. I get tired. I get whatever. But I know the fruit. If I keep going down that path, that's dumb because it's not going to lead me to peace and joy. It is going to lead me to destruction, to depression, to divorce, to all these things. And we're not stupid. But we need to be reminded yes. that that's the stupid road. We don't want to <laughs> yes. go down yeah. the stupid road. <laughs> if you want to go down that path, it's going to lead to peace and joy. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the path of peace and peace and joy is the hardest thing to do because we have to deal with us. We have to come face to face with the truth Mm -hmm. of what's really going on in our own lives. We can't blame it on anybody else. But we have to realize that there's a Savior, there's a Heavenly Father that's crazy about you. Whether you believe it or not, Mm -hmm. the truth is He is. And just crying out to God, like, Lord, this woman says this is true. I don't feel it. Will you please convince me? Will you show me that you love me? Will you show me that you're real? Will you heal this? Will you change this in my life and never relenting, never giving up? Like that is the thing I go for. Those are my those are my non-negotiables. If it talks about it in the word of God, I'm going after it. And you know the things that are the most encouraging to my in my life are the word of other people's testimonies. Mm-hmm. Getting together Find someone you like what you see in their life and ask them how yes, they got amen. there. How do you have a great marriage? How do you deal with your kids when they are being disobedient and rebellion? How do you? And I feel like those are the things that encourage me in the Lord and tell, show me, get up, keep moving. It's worth it. Yes, it's going to be hard. But that's why I feel like the Lord talks about the good fight Mm -hmm. of faith Mm -hmm. and it's impossible to please God it's impossible to be in a good place without faith so Mm -hmm. we need faith we need to be encouraged we need truth and I feel like on this podcast you guys are going to find so many great nuggets to encourage you in your faith in your walk in your healing and to become that fully alive whole person that God intended you to be
0: yeah, that's awesome. We and, uh, we appreciate appreciate you. you being on it twice for us. We appreciate that. And you know, I think oh. it's just something to remember that we are on this journey. For however many years God gives us, we're on this journey. And yeah. I can either be on the journey by myself with me myself and I <laughs> or Boy, I can be on it with others. Harry. And it's much easier to walk difficult roads with people supporting us and guiding us and giving us a shoulder and giving us the truth and coming alongside us and not judging us, but saying, okay, we got some work to do here. And let's go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. And then how are we going to move? How are we going to move in a different direction? And whether you had that start in life where you had that great family or whether you didn't, God can redeem the years that have been lost um, we want to prevent him from having to redeem even more years by continuing down the same path. <laughs> yeah. We want yes. to, um, say, you know what, you don't have to do it to the degree that you've been doing it. I'm getting it. Thank you. Um, I need your, I need your reminders, but I don't need them on a moment by moment basis because you and I have a relationship now and I've heard you and I trust you and I know you're for me. So, mm-hmm. um, We appreciate you guys listening to us. I hope you know that we are for you and that we love coming alongside of you, uh, that we care about you, though we may may never even meet you. One of the things to remember is, is that you're not alone. We feel that our story is unique, but the reality of it is it has different players and different names, but for the most part, we're all living the same story. It's just we're not talking about it. And so this podcast allows us to talk about it, to bring other people in to talk about it, and um, we just appreciate you checking us out on our website is renovating you.com. You can find our podcasts on the podcast app iTunes. That's renovating you with a you. Um, I think I'll probably always keep saying that. I don't know. Cause it's always somebody new you versus Y-O-U, Y-O-U. <laughs> with a U. redesigning yes. your emotional blueprint. It's never too late guys. It's never too late. So rate us, find us. We have a Facebook group, Instagram, And we thank you so much. Um, We count it a privilege to come into your homes or in your cars or on your run with you wherever you may find us. So take care, uh, blessings on you and have a great day, Renovators.